Welcome back, everyone, to the World of Winter Girls podcast. Today's a special episode. I mean, I've done this intro now three times. <laughs> I'm getting sick of it. But we've been having some struggles with our microphones. Um, but we're on, we're live, and we're going to be talking about Hella today. Hella Opadal, Unwrapped. That's today's episode. Hella, how are you feeling? Nervous. Like, fucking nervous. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Just try to explain one more time. Why are you nervous? I don't know. I think in general, I'm not very comfortable talking about myself. Like, I just don't like it. I like to talk about other, like, talking about you girls is fully fine. Like, I would never be nervous. But, like, having a whole episode where we're going to unwrap me. I, <laughs> that sounds very wrong. But where we're going to talk about me, like, I don't know. It's just, it's just very, very intimate and... You'll be yeah, fine. Yeah, we're gonna dive deep. <laughs> <laughs> we prepared some questions. Sarah and I prepared some questions, but we were kind-ish. You know what I mean? Like, we're trying to get some juice, but also we're not gonna... Like, you, know, you have nothing to be worried about. Honestly, none of us do because we have exposed ourselves time and time again. I just finished editing the Vodka Wednesday podcast. Once that one's out, like none of us have anything to say ever again. Like we're, we're good. I'm actually very excited for that one, for the Vodka Wednesday too. I heard like parts of it when Elena was recording, when Elena was editing it. And I was like, no way. Like we say so I much. just can't Yeah, I can't believe we said that shit. Me neither. Well, anywho. <laughs> Are we starting with a little update of where we are, what we're doing? Yes, great idea. Hella, you should start. As this is your episode, take it away. Give me an update since our last recording, which was about SAR. Yay. So update is that we are now in Marseille, where the Olympics is going to be in 2024. So we're kind of exploring the place, checking out the wind shift and all of the stuff to get to know the place. Um, so that we hopefully can sail here in 2024 and know the place better. I'm claiming the energy at least. Um, but yeah, it's been actually really good. Like we've had a lot of, of good wind, a lot of light wind too, but that's needed. And uh, it's been so warm, like so incredibly hot. And my Norwegian self cannot always handle. But yeah, all in all, it's been really good actually. We've had super good trainings. Oh, nice. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the heat though, like... Literally, I'm looking at myself right now in this video, Zoom call, whatever, and I look like I'm about to like melt. There's this new emoji that is like a melting emoji, and Hella has been using that as she should because that's been our constant kind of state of mind. Like, I'm sticking to this wall. Like, can you hear this? <laughs> it's a sky. I can actually no. hear that. <laughs> <laughs> it's so gross. Like, it's not even funny. I'm sitting in my car and in the in that um corner, you know, I have like, I have this little corner that is kind of like a seat kind of and it's like fake leather and you sit on it and you get up and it's just like your fucking ass and back imprint on it of sweat. It's oh my God. disgusting. Yeah, that emoji is fully the vibe here in Marseille, but I'm not sure if it's a good vibe. 
Well, I love that emoji, yeah, like by it the does... way. It's so funny. <laughs> it represents Hella so well. Like, that's her face. <laughs> but also, it doesn't go under, like, 27 degrees or, like, 26 degrees in the night. So during the night, it's still, like, so hot. Hotter than it would usually, like, than I'm comfortable with during the day. So we're struggling out here. Though. Is it better in the Netherlands or how is it in the Netherlands? What's your updates are? So the Netherlands, it's always the strangest weather. It can be 30 degrees one day and then 15 degrees the other day. So it's super up and down. Um, but I don't mind because it's, it's really nice. The weather has been great. Sometimes a bit of rain, which is common. Um, but yeah, you can spend enough days at the beach and, and it's super nice. Uh, the vibe is super good. Um, obviously, I'm not going to join your girls in Marseille, just for everyone that's listening. I'm at the moment staying at home, working on my physique, working on some mental training. So just to get myself ready, because that was what was a bit more important for me at this stage now. So enjoying my time at home. And yeah, actually, it's the vibe is super good. There's festivals everywhere. It's Pride soon. And I'm thinking of going because I've never been there. And I... I hear such great stories about about the energy in Amsterdam, so I might go there. You should definitely go. I love Pride. Pride is like ugh, magical. Yeah, yeah sure. I think it would be cool. Also in Amsterdam, yeah. I think it's pretty good, right? I've heard. Yes, the whole like the whole city is already preparing. Literally every party that's going to be in Amsterdam in the next couple of days is all Pride parties. The whole city is in rainbows and. You know, now the kennel tours are going to come. So, yeah, the, the energy is insane. And actually, I'm so excited to take you girls to Amsterdam when you're going to be in the Netherlands. You're going to enjoy I it so much. Wait. I'm oh. so excited. I have never, ever been to the Netherlands, except the airport. What? I feel like that does not count. Wait, you've never been to Amsterdam? Never anywhere in the Netherlands. I feel like I fully missed that because I spent so much time there with Sara last year. So, in my mind, you were there. I don't know. I was not there like, at all. You're gonna love Amsterdam. Like, ugh, it's such a beautiful city. I, I have to say, like, this is one place where I could also live. And it's not a lot of places where I can comfortably say, like, oh, I could live there. But Amsterdam, ugh. as Sarah said, the vibe is usually always fucking good. Are you more of a city girl, Elena? Ugh, I've been thinking about this one. I think, I think yes. Because whenever I'm in the, well, I don't like the mountains. So that's kind of out from nature. Like I'm not, never been a mountain girl. Don't love it. Not a fan. And every time I can drive back into the city, I'm like, oh, I can finally breathe again. <laughs> but that's You're also because girl. my body cannot really. Yeah, but listen, listen, my body can't handle the height. So I feel really, really, really shit every time I'm in the mountains because I get like headaches. I feel sick. I throw up in the night because my body, I don't know. I'm just like have this altitude sickness, but it runs in my family. So as expected, but then I'm never happier than when I'm on the water, you know, on the board or in Garda, which is not really a city. Like it's also a lot of nature. I love being in the woods, but I think in the end, yes, I would say like 60% city girl and 40% nature because on my day off with Hella, I would straight away go into the city to get a coffee and not go for a hike, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <Got you. laughs> so that's that. Okay. Like I, I want to be a nature girl so bad, but no. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Okay. Hello. I think we can get into I it. Think 
Yeah, we should start chatting. Like about you've gotten you. away with talking about other people for long enough. <laughs> it's time that we. I thought it was being subtle. Mm. We need a little bit more of an introduction right. about who you are, because I know we're talking about our lives all the time. But if you would describe yourself, Hella, and you knew this question was going to come up because you asked me the same question, how would you describe yourself in a nutshell? Your name, your age, where you're from. Give me some info. Who am I in a nutshell? You can start with your name and age. Okay, so my name is Hella Opedal and I am 20 years old um, and I'm from Norway. I am a windsurfer. That's like me in a nutshell, I guess. Like... <laughs> No, there's more stuff about you, Hella. Oh Stop. Yeah. There's oh so God. much more. What are your interests? What do you love? What do you cherish in life? What is most important to you? There's some stuff. And how do you pitch yourself to a potential husband or wife? Oh, oh my God. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. She's not. I, give us the pitch that you would give to a potential husband or wife. I want to hear that. Uh, how do you advertise yourself? Oh, my God. It's advertise first of all i do not advertise myself that's my problem <sighs> this is already overload okay <clears throat> yes so i love my cat i love a little cat lady yes and you're very much into music like i don't think there's anyone that listens to more than spotify have those earphones in for agreed <laughs> and it's so annoying because you i'll be like hella 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 Hella, <laughs> she's still not gonna hear me, and I never know if that's by choice or if you're actually listening to music. I so guess I'll it's leave. a little mix, I think, like a little bit of both. Also, she's a little bit of the feminist of the group. If you follow our Instagram, World of Windsurf Girls, you would know that every month, like especially feminism and equality, so she's our big equality queen, which we love. And even Sara and I have learned a lot from your feminist kind of standpoints of view, which is super cool and super refreshing. And yeah, I feel like we've had a couple of discussions about this, which is very cool. Has broadened my horizon for sure. Cool. Oh my God, you girls. Thank you. Well, that's a little introduction about Hella, but we want to get deeper into certain topics because I feel like out of the three of us, you are almost like the most private in a way. I think your Instagram is beautiful but like i pour out my soul also sara started her mini vlogs and in general shares a lot and i feel like you do share a lot but also there's so much amazing stuff about you that people just don't know and that's kind of what we want to uncover a little bit in this in this session with a little bit of like some fun fun stuff in between of course to make it entertaining but i'm very excited about this episode i think it's going to be awesome and something you're going to be so proud of we're going to warm up a little bit before we dive deeper into your soul, Hella. We're going to start with a this or that. And <laughs> I know you're nervous and you should be for the first one because this or that, Elena or Sara? No way, girls. That is not okay by any means. Like, <laughs> that is just not okay. That's my boundary, okay? We thought we wanted to shock you a little bit in the beginning. No. Okay, but why or why not? Why can you not choose? Because, like, no, it's just not gonna work. Like, you don't choose a favorite child. You don't choose a favorite, like, 
you don't say it, but secretly you have one. No. <laughs> I'm a uh. bit scared though. Like, let's say we're in a life-threatening situation. It's either we all three die or two of us live. <laughs> you would never be, and Hella has to choose. She could never choose. No, I would just choose that both of you live and I die, honestly. Like, I could not... I was just about to say, this bitch would sacrifice herself in a heartbeat. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yes, you're right. You're so sweet. Okay, next All one. right, next one. Black coffee or coffee with oat milk? Because you do have both sometimes, right? I do. I feel like if it's a good coffee, like if I'm at home in Norway and my dad is making like a good coffee, then I want it black because then I want it get it yeah, taste it all but if it's like if i'm in tenerife and the coffee is not the best then i definitely need some milk in there so i feel like it really depends on the quality but if the quality is good i love like an espresso or an americano or like just a black one and filter coffee we said recently no that your dad's like making weren't we obsessing about filter coffee man it's so good i know right it's like a different world honestly You guys don't understand how happy I am that I can obsess over coffee with you two. Like, it is not a common thing. I could have chosen a team with nobody drinking coffee, no one understanding the excitement. But you girls do love it. Me and Elena, we found the best coffee place here in Marseille. Like, it's honestly so good. Like, just the beans are, yeah, they're really good. So we're going to show you this place when you arrive here next year sorry on every single rest day i've been there like i can't get enough and it's listen what people don't understand yes it's a coffee but the second thing is that those amazing coffee shops they attract a certain type of people and that's our type of people and i can't put it like maybe it's like the hipster like vegan kind of vibe i don't know i don't know how to say it like and it's usually people from like 23 24 to 30 like or 35 like that kind of range and they're all like i feel like they're all like bloggers and i don't know like working for themselves and it's just mm, like that's that's adding to that coffee thing, it's a vibe yeah okay next one sorry i feel like we're way too like talking way too long about this but <laughs> coffee, sorry coffee obsession is real okay next one ben and jerry's or tequila and you have to choose now because that's the word of this or that is about no okay i do love both i feel like it's a different vibe like if i would go out and have fun of course tequila is my is my jam for sure but if i want to stay in then ben and jerry with a cup of tea like best shit ever i do recommend but in the end my I'm love looking for into tequila this camera is... i know you like both <laughs> i know but my my love for tequila is so strong that i i could yeah tequila <laughs> You would sacrifice Ben and Jerry's? Wow. Yeah, but I appreciate that a lot. What if cause... I would have to drink vodka every night out? Like, <clears throat> yeah, no. No. Wow. Yes, your devotion to tequila. I love that. Yeah, me too. <laughs> wow, she's introduced that to the team for everyone wondering as to... I have my first margarita because of you. No way. Actually. That's so cool. I me have. too. No. Yeah. What? And now it's all I'm drinking. So thanks for making us alcoholics. You are Love you for that. Yes. <laughs> That's on you. <laughs> all right. Next one. IQ or PWA. You only get to do one for the rest of your life. You have to choose. For people listening that don't understand, IQ is the Olympic class of windsurfing. And PWA is kind of like the World Cup type of windsurfing. And it's like a different course, kind of different gear. Looks quite similar to people that don't windsurf. But it's different. And I want to know, Hella, only, only one. 
Oh, but this one is hard. I feel like last day I would say PWA in a heartbeat, but actually my love for IQ has grown pretty strong lately. I must say I love the challenge in IQ because it's like it's very very challenging. So actually, surprisingly, I would go with IQ. I know, and I ah, I'm so happy I asked this question because I've seen that love grow while we were here. Also, we talked about this like because we were watching some Instagram stories of PWA guys and they were doing double sessions. And PWA is slalom. So it's like reaching, jibe, reaching, jibe, reaching, jibe. And we were like looking at each other and we we're like, how can you do that for four hours a day? Like I can train IQ for like 10 hours. I don't care because of the strategy and, you know, like all these other elements. But if you're just sending it all the time, at one point I'd get sick of it. And you agreed with me. And that's where yeah. I knew like, ha. Huh. We got our into IQ. I know, but it's so surprising because like, I don't know, before I would say PWA in a heartbeat, like I would not even doubt, but I feel like I'm like, I think before I was a bit afraid to like kind of fail in the IQ because it's so many elements. The challenge is so big. The girls are so like, it's just the biggest challenge ever. But now I'm kind of excited for the challenge because I think it can, it can work out. And that's, I think, Yeah. I'm not as afraid to fail, but I'm very eager to kind of make it in this world too. So yeah. Oh, surprising. Okay, that's the first surprise of the day of this podcast. It is a I'm surprise so happy for to you, though. me. I'm excited. Yeah, I love that for you. It is a okay, surprise for last me one. Too. Training at home or training somewhere else in the world? which could be like any beautiful place, like an island or beautiful palm trees, warm waters. I know. Oh, this is hard. Like, I don't know. I think that that one is really hard. Cause like at home, like we, we sail on this fjord and it's like shifty, like the most shifty place. Like the wind shifts are insane. The gusts are insane. Like it's not a nice place to sail, but I really love it. Um, cause it's like, I don't know, it's, it's where I grew up. So I, I love sailing there, but also like palm trees, warm water, blue waters sounds so freaking tempting, but I think I would have to go with my home, home spot, even though it's fucking shitty, 40 degrees in rain. Yeah. And you have your family there. <laughs> yes. My sisters. Yeah. I think that would be the biggest one. I can understand because... Like if you get to train at home, it feels so much less as work because you're home anyway. So you can still kind of meet up with people and you can still kind of have an, a, like a rest of the day in a way. Like you could just in the morning, literally chill with friends or even go to school and then just sail in the afternoon for two hours because every, everything's there, you know where everything is. So it's way more efficient in a way, I think. So I can fully imagine. And then you could just go for dinner, like go home for dinner with your family It, yeah yeah it and must be so much more relaxing for sure and then also like all the memories i have in that place like it's just when you sail around you like i don't know it's just it's very emotional i think oh this is so nice well that was just a little warm-up so um <laughs> i hope you didn't get too comfortable because now we're getting into the actual nitty-gritty of your life nitty-gritty um no <laughs> No, don't worry. Like, it's actually, it's just very interesting things that I feel like that we felt like people should, yeah, you know, kind of hear. Sorry, do you want to ask the first question? 
Yeah. So we were thinking to maybe go a little bit through your windsurfing career with you, but also the mindset that we know about you, of course. But I'm actually, we're really curious to know how you kind of grew into, yeah, the person that you are today. Because as Ellen already said, we, we think a lot about you. Super inspiring. Um, so... We're going to just start with we thought what we what we thought was one of the more major events in your life which were the Youth Olympics. I think those had like a really big impact on you, your career and your views on the world and um could you just tell a little bit about the start of that build up towards the Youth Olympics and you know what was your drive there? Why why did you want to want to go for for those Olympics and how was that path? I actually remember I was like, I was super young. I think I was about like nine years old, something around that, like nine or 10. And I saw this Youth Olympics on YouTube and I thought it was just so cool because it was Olympics, but it was with like young, cool people. And I remember I went up to my dad and said like, hey, what is this? Like, how can I join? And I remember he said, oh yeah, um, it's every fourth year, but actually it's really hard to to qualify. So yeah I think you can do it but don't be too excited kind of that was what I got so I remember like since then I actually really wanted to go like I really had that as as a goal and um and the qualification was actually super like it was so nerve-wracking I remember um because we did this qualification in in Cagliari do you know that have you sailed there sorry Yeah, I've been there. It's yeah, in right? Italy, right? Yeah, in yeah. Italy. It's like island in Italy and the conditions are super variating and super like hard, like tactical. But I remember I got the last spot that I could get and I was like so relieved like the last day I secured it. So I was just so excited. Um and uh yeah, going there was like just incredible meeting all the people from other sports and just the whole vibe there was just like incredible I remember like that is for sure a memory I will I will have with me for a long time because it was like it was really really how special. old were you at that time um it was under 19 class and I was not the oldest I think I was I was 17 yeah 17 because it was 28 yeah man this is so crazy so you were already kind of at the Olympics at 17. It was just the Youth Olympics. But I mean, for that age group, that's still the highest you could possibly go. And now you're going to the Olympics. Um, it was just a, a question that came to my mind now. Do you feel like, how how is that different now, the preparation for that, like, quote unquote, actual Olympics and the Youth Olympics? Like, you must be in such a different place because it's been you know, over three years, obviously, from since the Youth Olympics, but also your environment is very different. You're not training with me and SAR and you have a new coach. So, yeah, how how is that? How has that changed? And, you know, what what's better about the journey now or what's worse? And yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like um, up to the Youth Olympics, I was training a lot alone, actually, like fully alone um, because I didn't have any coach. We were moving to Stavanger where where there was not really like a big techno environment where like there was actually no one else sailing big techno. So I remember I was joining this laser group um, because they were training every day. So I thought I'd just join them to like have marks and starts and just to train with someone because I think training all alone can be pretty, pretty lonely. Um, so I actually trained with lasers, which is 
so different and I was like also quicker than them so I was I would always like be in the front so but it was it was fun because it was an environment but now I feel like I have a coach I have training partners and you girls like it's so different and so much more professional I would say um but I think the passion is still the same and yeah it seems just as hard to get to the Olympics now as it did to the youth Olympics like so I think a lot of things are the same, but also it's just way more professional, I would say. And now I'm dedicating like my whole life to this. Like I'm not in school or anything like that. I'm I'm just windsurfing. So yeah, yeah, a lot of things are different, but I think the biggest difference is that I'm I'm not alone now, which is a good thing. <laughs> but talking about that passion, you just mentioned that the passion is the same, but I do remember that you talked about the time where you almost wanted to quit windsurfing um yeah how how did that come about and what stopped you from that how did you decide to continue where did you find re rediscover that love again do you want to dive into that yeah actually like in the qualification like I feel like this is two periods like in the qualification to the youth olympics I was like very passionate and like super like I'm gonna do this but then after I qualified, like in that qualification, I had a really hard time because both me and my best friend wanted to go. And uh, we kind of let that qualification ruin our friendship, which was actually really hard on me. Um, so I was actually, I was very sad that year, not only because of that, but yeah, a lot of different things. But I remember I was like, I was very sad after I qualified, like after it was decided that I was the one going to the Youth Olympics. I was actually very, like, actually depressed, which means that there are not a lot of emotions, like, not a lot of high, like, happy emotions or sad emotions. So I was very, like, what's it called, like, a monotone? Mon no. Numb? Yeah, yeah. So I feel like towards that, I didn't really care as much because of that depression. So I remember when I was supposed to go, I... I said to my dad like should I go like I don't know if I want it anymore like maybe I should just stay home with my family and stuff but he kind of pushed me to go and I'm very happy for that now because I, I did have a really really good time there but I do remember that it was it was it was a very tough year after that qualification um so yeah I don't know like um Wait, what was the question? Well, again? yeah, in general, about? I think it's such an... Uh... No, no, don't worry. <laughs> but um, it's such an interesting thing, actually, because you're so young. You're maybe like 17 and you're already going through such an intense path of qualifying for Youth Olympics and, you know, breaking up friendships. And I also remember you had a... Um, you need to, to lose weight, right? So at such a young age, you're trying to put all those pieces together. And I think, I believe for sure, it has been like a great experience, but I can also really imagine that it must have been also really hard because you get to deal with so much things on such a young age. Like, do you feel like you have had some major life lessons from that? Life lessons from that? I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think it's, it's, yeah, like you say, like it's, it's, it was a challenge for sure to lose the weight because that I took that also very personal and, and the friendship and the, all the pressure, just the pressure you feel by representing your country in like, in the Youth Olympics. Like it feels like, and when you're young, it feels like the real Olympics in a way. Um, 
But I think like a life lesson that I learned from that is actually my quote, like that happiness is key to success. Because actually at the Olympics, I did not perform as expected from myself or from people around that knew what I could do. Like I knew I could do way better than that, but I was not in the mental space to actually perform. Um, and I think that was more about my, my mental state than anything else than my technique or anything. Yeah, anything but that. So I think like that's the 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 lesson that I learned. Um, the most valuable lesson that I learned was that like actually, if I don't have that happiness and that like good feeling, I will not be able to perform. And also that like life is not like getting to the Olympics is super cool and super great. But if you're not in a happy space and cannot enjoy it, like like then you can start doubting like is it actually worth it. But I think if you're happy and can actually enjoy it, it's fully worth it. But yeah, so that's kind of what I'm trying to balance now, that my life is is good, whether I qualify to the Olympics or not. And then I know that if I qualify to the Olympics, I will have a good time and it will be worth it. Yeah, so I think I think for sure that's that's the biggest lesson. I think that's so interesting because that is like this one thing that for me really defines who you are as a person is this conviction and drive to have this happy environment and i think in today's society this happiness is not taken as something like it is almost seen as a little bit of a as a weak attribute in a way it's like you don't have to be happy to perform like you just have to work hard you just have to train hard it doesn't matter if you're happy or not but you were so adamant about no like if i'm not happy i can't do it you know and if if my environment is not good I can't perform so I cannot go in the water if there's a fight on the team we first have to resolve that and I feel like I learned that from you but do you feel like as I said like in this in this society I do feel like there's this notion of it being a little bit of a weakness do you feel like you've been judged before by other people as in like oh you know you can't always be happy and you still need to be able to perform like that's such a bit major weakness if you can only perform when you're happy I feel like I, I haven't been judged but i feel like also that um you have to guard that yourself because no one will do that for you like because i think when i say like that happiness leads to, to success a lot of people agree actually i think most people actually do agree but they don't take action to make that happen like in their minds they're like yeah yeah yeah, that's important that's important and then they go and do like the completely opposite um so i think like that uh mindset and that like I need to guard that a lot and sometimes it's maybe not respected those um boundaries I would say um so I I feel like I need to be very um I need to guard that a lot to make it happen so I think I think a lot of people like because it does help like psychologically it makes it makes sense that like if you're happy you like that's proven by science But I think, again, for a lot of people, it's hard to actually make that happen. And so for me, I need to like guard that a lot. So, yeah. But I don't feel like I've been judged by it, but maybe not always encouraged and supported. Maybe. Wow, that's so interesting. Yeah, interesting. Actually. Yeah, I never thought of it that way, but it, because it is true. A lot of people see it, but there's no support system for that whatsoever. And I do feel like as an athlete, you 90% of the time need to kind of show that you're strong and you know that um when you're stressed or when you have uh when you 
feel um when you feel pressure that it shouldn't affect you and stuff like that whereas the mental health is actually such an important part of it right and i know you're preaching it a lot yeah for sure um, also you are actually coming from this federation standpoint I've, i've never been in a federation but what i see um is exactly what you're describing now is this expectation from the people that support you which mainly is a sailing federation that you can get through anything and nothing affects you and that you can perform under any circumstances you know just push through at all times do you now that you came out of the federation and see how helic kind of kind of does this can you also see that that benefit there like do you also feel like hell it changed during this yeah 100% i just wanted to say that right so um i think that's like a really yeah super strong part of you hella that you're actually able to guard that process and realize that and maybe sometimes it's still hard because there is this pressure and these expectations but i think I think that's also why what we're trying to do with with the whole woe project, right? That that is kind of bigger is that to show people that you can do and take your own path in your own way and I think you are such a strong example to that because your approach is pretty different from what a lot of people do. Um you know this this thought of the happiness, the mental health and and really prioritizing that, not only saying that you do that and being aware of that and preaching that. And for me, that has been a big eye-opener because I was one of those people that just said it, like, yes, it's important, and I still do, but I have a really hard time, you know, actually making that happen and also seeing how that can benefit you. And, um, yeah, do you have anything concrete, actually, that you like to do to, you know, guard that process? I want to ask the same. Give us some tips. Like I think the the most important thing is to stay stay true to yourself and in yourself and have that connection with yourself because then you know what you need and what you do. So whenever I feel like I'm drifting apart from that, I usually just take a bit of of alone time and try to stay in myself. <laughs> Sounds very very weird. But I think like yeah, there's a lot of things I I do to kind of to kind of get yeah, to do that and um one thing that is important is to do the things that i i like um that i like to do is super important um so i i have this list with like things that i like to do and i try to do one every single day either either if it's like a big one or a small one i do i always do something for myself to make myself happy um no matter how busy the, the day is um but i think like the most important thing is just to stay connected to yourself and just stay authentic to who you are like I feel like that's the most important thing because whenever I try to be someone I'm not, I I don't I, I drift away from that and it's harder to stay happy and to stay true. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's the most important. I'm going to ask you something about that. Like how do you know when you're drifting away from yourself, right? Like how do you recognize that? How do you because we're changing also constantly as people, right? So how do you know what's this process? Like, how do you recognize that? I'm, yeah. How do I recognize that? That's a bit, I feel like that's a bit hard to answer because it's more feeling than like concrete things. Um, did I? No, I think it's more feeling. It's, <laughs> I wish I could just like say like, I do this and that and that. But it's more like, 
it's more a feeling in, in inside me that like, oh, this is not exactly how it should be. But of course, we do change. But I think that it's super important. Like when I when I change, it's because I want to change. And like, because I have this like vision of who I want to be. And I can always aim to to try to be that. But it's important that it's not affected like that other people put on me. Oh, you should be this and that and that. Because then I, I know that I'm drifting away from myself. Because I think that you can decide who you want to be. But for me, it's so important that I decide that and that it's not kind of put on me from other people in a way. You, It's so, funny because just knowing who you are and being your, or like coming back to your authentic self, it sounds so easy, but like... I feel like I really feel this this stress from society to always become the better version of you and to always better yourself and to always you know what I mean. So, I, like I think the hardest part is also to find this line of accepting this is who I am, but also not being you know. Let's say you're you're I don't know you want to do exercise, but you just you know you're never exercising, and then do you just accept like I'm just a person that doesn't exercise, or are you like well? I think I would feel better if I exercise and like kind of push yourself to do that. You know what I mean? Like where's the point of just accepting something as being part of you and bettering that so that, you know, you're a better version of yourself, if you understand what I mean. Yeah, I, I fully see what you mean. And I think here's like what I mentioned, like that it comes from yourself. Like I want to exercise because I want to exercise, not because someone on the internet told me that I should exercise because this and that and that. So I think that's the thing, just to make the conscious choice within yourself that because you want it and to be aware, like, because it's hard because we're kind of wired to think in a certain way, like the society has taught us. So it's hard. Sometimes it is very hard to know, is this something I want or is it something that society tells me that I want? And that I'm I'm also still struggling sometimes. Um, and it, it is hard. It is a balance. And I guess like here also, you need to try and fail. But I think a lot of times I can just feel if it's like, if it's not right, if I just listen, yeah, no, I, I sound like a witch or something. Do you, do you feel that you sometimes act in a way because of society or because of what other people think you should do? And like, do you still feel that you fall back to that? Or has there been a time in your life where you really recognize that you've been doing that a lot and and not being that true to yourself yeah for sure I think I, I still do it sometimes like because it, it is super hard to find that balance and that I think what is important is to recognize it and then and then like do the conscious decision uh, yourself but for sure like when I was a teenager I would do like I would do anything to make anyone happy society too like I, I I didn't even care about my opinion I didn't even know my opinion and I think that's why I'm so strong at this point now because when I was younger I I barely had an opinion I would just try to think oh what would this and this person think what would society think that is what I should do so I think that that has been like a major lesson to me because I feel like I didn't like I didn't know who I was because I was just being whoever I thought I should be and I think in this like teenager part of my life, I really like, I, I yeah, I kind of, I don't know, lost myself if that's, I don't know, like you never lose yourself, but I feel like I was not being authentic, um, my authentic self. So I think that's why I'm now very, very conscious about that because I don't want to go back there because I want to, I want to stay true to who I am. 
um so i think that was like a major lesson for me um and it lasts like even since since i was a kid i was doing this um and i think it was not until i became like an adult like 18 or something that i really took charge and tried to find out that what do i want um yeah yeah <laughs> i think this is so inspiring because i don't feel like you had correct me if i'm wrong but i feel like you didn't have many people around you that supported you in this it just sounds like you just did that on your own when nobody tells you to change and nobody leads the way for you and you do that on your own I think that's so impressive just wanted to put that out there I'm like real impressed yeah. that you did that on your I own I also want to mention that actually my best friend Jasmine was a huge inspiration in this because I saw that she was just like she didn't care about what other people thought she would just do whatever she would that she wanted and she was a huge inspiration because I saw that she, she didn't do what was expected of her. She did what she truly wanted. And at first I was like, wait, what, why is she doing that? Is she going to lose her? Like, I was just worried for her. But then I saw that people liked that, like society liked that, that she was being true to herself because you can see it through and through. So actually, she was a huge inspiration in this. Um, really, I don't think I've told her that, actually. But I think without her, I, w I would still be in this trying to please everyone kind of mindset instead of, of staying true to myself. So actually, she was a huge inspiration in this. Just wanted to mention that. Well, shout out to Jasmine. I'm so glad that you had some at least some kind of guidance. And I think it is awesome that you're now in World of Windsurf Girls. Woe is trying to, you know, change not only the windsurfing community but any person whether it's a, a man a woman a girl a boy whatever age whatever gender whatever skin color what we are trying to do is to inspire people to come back to themselves and to kind of find their own happiness and i think you're such a good addition to the team in that we get this platform to guide other people through that change just like jasmine i guess guided you through that and um i think living by example is also the most like the least intrusive way and the best way to help someone you know change because they see that yeah i'm really i'm actually really proud of that that we have that as a mission to kind of that people should take faith into their own hands and do what they believe in and what they dream of and also just to stay true to themselves like i feel like this is a really a really good message and i'm so i'm super proud <laughs> i am super proud to be part of that <laughs> sorry some t like fun fact about me sometimes i stumble across my words i cannot get them out yep oh girl i can't that's because you to think that. too fast <laughs> so <Exactly. can> I? <laughs> the amount of like weird words that i had to cut out of the podcast before but also the amount of like we have a our own dictionary where we put all the weirdest and funniest catchphrases and it's just full it's i feel like at one point we should just publish that we like the best part our own dictionary when is gonna be good enough yes and then no, with I, all oh the my God, I have a better way idea. started like how they came to um that right? or also we can make that on instagram instead of a quote we just put a word like and then underneath the definition and then in in the caption why we came to that oh I my god that. that's such Bing! a great idea new feature unlocked on instagram instead of the quotes it's funnier like it's better it's more us i, I love like that, that. okay <laughs> so the quotes are gonna go online okay listen i do have another question about this whole you know staying through to yourself and expectations and society um because we have 
quite recently been getting into like the personality types and I thought that was such an interesting process because I got to learn so much also about you and not only the way you view the world but also the way you are as a person and I think this whole uh, staying true to yourself also like it really fits your personality type in in general and Yeah, when me and Elena were chatting a little bit, you know, preparing the podcast about you, we were like, we are actually really curious how it is for you to be as a P in a world structured for J's. And I'm going to ex explain quickly. So a P is someone that likes to be more spontaneous, doesn't want to like to plan so much. Can, and the strong part about that is that you can really handle things in a situation really quickly but the harder part is that you're not planning so much upfront right whereas in this world you need to plan basically everything the whole world is structured and it's time-based and you know um, you need to plan things if not you cannot get things done and I guess that is quite a contrast in how people work and I guess we already stumbled onto that well yeah it was a kind of a struggle in moments and Um, but how is that in general for you? Like, and, and I feel this is also really to do with, you know, your view, you need to like, you need to do whatever fits you, but it's just not always possible in this society. Like, how do you handle that? Yeah, it's funny that you say that it's like this world is made for like organizing and like planning and stuff. And that's so true because sometimes I feel like, like I'm not doing what I should do in a way. No, it's so funny that you say that this world is kind of made for like planning and organizing and stuff because I really feel that like sometimes I feel like, oh, I'm just not doing the right thing. Um, and I think often I can be viewed as like lazy or like messy because I don't plan everything. But I, I yeah, yeah, I don't know. Like it, it can be a bit hard because sometimes I got to pull myself together and actually plan and organize things because this, yeah. You, you just need to do that to get through through life, I guess. Um, but I kind of, I actually do really like this side about myself because I feel like, yeah, I like it. But <laughs> no, because it's, I, I feel like there are, like you mentioned, like good things about it, like that you can like switch, switch easy and like kind of go with the flow, uh, which I do really like. But yeah, it can be hard because... Because or yeah, this world is kind of made for organizing for sure. <laughs> so if you had advice to people, because Sara and I were both obviously Jays, I'm an extreme J. Sara is kind of like in the middle, so I'm like extremely structured, extremely organized, and obviously it can just like you can be stressed out by my organization terms. I can be stressed out kind of by your free living spirit kind of ways and just you know not planning anything. But if you now because the world is structured for J's, I kind of get an advantage because I'm, you know, this is praised in society, but I wanted to ask you if you would have advice to J's in the world, um, how they could make the world better for peace in a way, how we can more accommodate for, for the other personality types. Wait, one question. Did she have a lot of echo? Because I didn't mute my mic. Or was it okay? It was fully double. I'm sorry. Like, I tried to say it. Okay, but, like, I think we I need to do that one again. Up. Sorry. Oh. I you have to interrupt, sorry. You have to interrupt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I can okay. just cut it out. But I saw you did something weird and I was like, oh. I'm muted now. I have now. to interrupt, sorry. sorry, when there's something. 
No, so basically my question was that if, so this world is obviously, as we just said, structured for J's. Sarah and I are big J's. I'm a very extreme J. I think you are a quite extreme P. I think there's also people that are a bit more, like still a bit more organized and less, you know, going with the flow and being stressed out when stuff is being put on you. But still we get that the J's get the advantage that the world is built for us and, you know, I don't know. I think it's it's hard to to change the world, like because because that's kind of how everything is is organized from the like from the ground up. It's kind of just how it works. But I think for me, it's it's uh, I'm starting to like kind of learn how to be more organized. But what I tried in the past is like fully change my life and say like, hey, I'm gonna become organized from one day to the other. And I hate to break it to you, but that's not how it works but I think what I've done now is to try to like do like small steps at a time so that it's like so that I can I can adjust and that really does help to like just do small things at a time to kind of become more organized in the places where I need to be more organized um but still keep keep the uh the spontaneous side of me where that's also an advantage because sometimes it is really an advantage like on the water I'm not really like stressed out if my plan doesn't go because I'm yeah I can solve that easy so I think there are a lot of of good things about being more spontaneous but I think some places where you need to be organized it's important to kind of adjust to the world because yeah we cannot change the world but to do like small steps at a time really helps because I've tried a lot of times to just change myself completely and that's just no, it's just not working. But that's more what you could do to change and fit more into this world. What can people like me do to make you feel more comfortable in this change? Like, what can I do to not put my structure on you? Or like, you know, let's say there's another P out there and they really feel like I cannot fit into this world. Everyone around me is a J and I feel like I don't belong. What can the people around that person, that P do to make them feel more included? You know, like what are changes, for example, Sarah and I can take to make you feel like you have more of a space in this world i think already to be aware because like i remember when we didn't know each other that well like we weren't aware that we actually were different at this at this point i think like because often like you say like people just think oh no they're being lazy or just yeah not not doing the effort to be structured um but i think just like we did like take that their personality test just to be aware and just to to just be aware that like we are different and we're working in different ways I feel like that already helps because uh when I'm not super super organized you know why and I think just that to just know that we're different really really helps already um so awareness is key basically that's what you're saying I agree because I remember Sarah and I not even understand we were like why you know because Sarah and I are similar so we can understand our ways easier because we're the same but then you were just so different and and you wouldn't even speak out about it because even you thought that something was wrong with you you know and then this personality test I think really transformed our team in such huge ways because in such a huge way because we realized all of us are J's including a coach except for you <laughs> except for you Hella so we had a lot of adjustments to do we had a lot of boundaries to to you know like rebuild and accept and I think we're still working on that and I think as you said like the biggest tip for people that are working in teams that want to make the team work better is to take that personality test by the way it's called 
13 personalities and we're going to be linking 16. it below the show notes here like 16 wow did i say 13 <laughs> yes oh 16. i meant 16 personalities sorry apologies 16 personality tests what is your personality called Angela? i'm a fairy <laughs> no that's not what it's called <laughs> <laughs> the med is it mediator yeah, and no. personality kind of gets Is a name. It? No, you're not the mediator. I'm not a mediator. I think it's something else. Isn't that, isn't that Sar? Sar yeah. is a mediator. Sar, also fun fact, Sar and our coach have the exact same personality. Yeah, and like so, you guys, I feel like you are more on the same scale, while I'm just a fully different person. And I do remember in the beginning, like when we had this training camp in Tenerife, it was pretty hard because I just thought that something like you said that something was just wrong with me because you guys were working so well with all of this like analytic uh, analytics analytics yeah and numbers and shit like that and i was like bing bing like <laughs> not really coping that well <laughs> and i think after taking this personality test and just like knowing that i'm different and you guys just accepting that i'm different like and ju just yeah just yeah that was like, a just really really helped I think it's so interesting what you said, Hella. And I think this is also such a strong key point of, point of view. Like this awareness is key. I'm sorry, like it just stuck in my head because I feel this is also something that defines you a lot. You're, you're so good in accepting other people and that other people work different and also that you work different. I mean, th this is where a lot of insecurity comes, right? From with people that... They either not fit in or they don't, they're not sure about what they feel or what they think. And I think this is such an interesting topic because if it would be more generally acknowledged that we're different and that we should support those differences and that we don't want to change for others, we just want to find ways to work with each other. I feel that that's like a really strong message that you're always to bring, try to bring across when, you know, when we're having these discussions or when we talk about our views on the world. And I think this is such a big point for me also that, that it made me realize how you can also view people and the world and how you can work with each other. We don't have to change, you know, we just need to accept that we work different and that is sometimes also enough to just, yeah, be aware of that. Fully, fully. Thank you for bringing yeah. it across that well. Like, thank you. No, I'm, I'm fully behind that. I think it's, <laughs> it's super, super important. <laughs> well, on that note, because we've been talking for a while, man, I could talk forever. I could probably ask like 15 more questions about you. I mean, I was just wondering if there's just something that you want to put out there still that you feel people should know about you or a message that you would like to spread. Just a last word that you want to put out. Is there anything that comes to mind? Um, just go out there in the world. Be happy. Do Be who you are. Do what you want. And yes, love. Peace and love. Yeah, you're in love, aren't you? Flower power. <laughs> oh my God. Well, thanks so much, Hala, for being a guest on the podcast for once and not a host. That was so much fun. Thanks for opening up and let us and letting us dive into your life um that's not not a natural thing to do i guess for some people so thank you so much for being so open and honest yes thank you thank you for not that's killing nice. me <laughs> it was actually quite oh my god we end. would never 
Yeah, was the nervousness justified or do you feel happy now? No, I'm, I'm good now. I'm good now. Thank you. Thank you. It was actually really nice. Well, on that note, thanks everyone for listening. Um, again, you can find the 16 personality test link in the show notes below. Um, follow us on World of Winter of Girls to see what we're doing in the daily life. We've actually started a new social media plan. So we're posting very regularly with a lot of cool features. We have sustainability once a month. We have mental health, physical health, social health. It's super fun. And we want you to be part of the tribe of the woke community. So don't forget to follow. And yeah, we'll see you next time. Bye. See you. Bye. bye. Oh my God, I love this so much. You can tell us anything. We don't judge. We're the non-judging breakfast club. And that they blame it on your vagina. She always drinks the cute. Buckle up. What's psycho?